Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon, good evening to you, and welcome to the COB on the 7th of October, let's call it Budget Postmortem Day. Budget 2020 has come and gone. The effects of it, though, Scotty, you've got to say, will linger for so long. Well, certainly linger with my lack of sleep last night, I know, but um, yeah, it will uh, linger and uh, know that how, it, uh, how we're going to interrelate with the economy and, uh, and set us up for the future. That is obviously uh, still to be determined, but a lot of focus on it today, more than I can imagine at any point we've seen in a budget uh, in the time I've been looking at them. Yeah, the most important, I'm sure people are sick of us saying it, the most important policy document in 30 years is what it's been called. Interesting though, we just wrapped a chat with Karen Juritsma. She's head of equities at RBC Capital Markets here in Australia. And she said that this was actually the least impactful budget on the market uh, that she's seen in in ages and that's because obviously a lot of the leaks that came ahead of time that was yeah absolutely I, I'm, I'm not surprised I'm, I'm glad you said that because the one thing that struck me last night I don't know in the 40 or so minutes that the uh, the treasurer spoke was that I was waiting for like no where's the where's the rabbit out of the hat and uh, there wasn't one no. uh, so the leaks were basically finite that was it uh, and so we just got some more clarity as to a job maker and the like but uh, no, it was, uh, it was interesting to see that there wasn't actually a surprise. A lot of people were looking at uh, maybe uh, extension of uh, job seeker, a uh, permanent uh, increase in that particular payment, or maybe bringing forward the, uh, the phase three tax cuts, but nada, none of that. So do you think that enough was done? I know that you wrote about it in the newsletter today in your uh, view that, that perhaps this was a bit of a, a missed opportunity. Yeah, potentially. Like, I'm still feeling pretty confident about the economy in the near term, although I don't like the news of uh, New South Wales recording three uh, untraced cases of virus today, uh, the first time in a long time. That may go and scupper that idea pretty quickly. But longer term, I go and look backwards to go and look forward. And I go and say, what's going on with household consumption and business investment, particularly from uh, non-mining sectors for the latter uh, prior to the pandemic? And it was soft. It was pretty weak, to be honest, particularly from a historical perspective. Now, Although we've got all this stimulus that's being put in place right now, it's going to start winding back pretty quickly. And we're going to see unemployment likely remain quite elevated for a number of years. We're going to see very soft wage growth uh, over that period as well. Now, in that kind of environment, even with the incentives to go and hire, with the incentives to go and invest with businesses, uh, for the encouragement for households to go and spend, are they going to go and do it at enough of a pace to go and sustain the economy permanently? And I just think the government, for all the money it has already gone and spent, our taxpayers' money, it's got to be said, uh, we, uh, we will be paying it back over time. Uh, I wonder whether we've just missed a, a trick here by maybe just going extending it for another six months, maximum a year, just to go and really cement that recovery and, uh, and hopefully go and, uh, and push the economy into a, a very fast economic recovery uh, in the years ahead. So I'm, just, I'm concerned that we're maybe pulling back too prematurely here and it may lead to a double dip. Well, listen, we spoke with many, many, many guests about Budget 2020 today. We spoke with Evan Lucas pretty early in the piece. He thought that there was uh, you know, a bit of a miss of a trick 
on behalf of the government for not using this as a great reset. You know, don't, don't waste a crisis. He was expecting that there would be something a bit more big and bang coming from the budget. But listen, you've got to say that a lot of the company CEOs that we spoke with, Scotty, were pretty happy with the budget overall. We spoke with uh, Mark Steinhardt. He is the CEO of Stockland. And he said that it was a budget of recovery, growth, and confidence, as well as creating jobs. He said that, you know, strategically, that some of the budget measures put in place would lead to hiring. You can catch up with that interview via the show notes. We also, and I thought this was an interesting one, spoke with David, uh, David Harrison. He is the CEO of Charter Hall. And he was talking to us about really the need for corporates, for corporate leaders, to, to, to get the let out, you know, to lead by example. He's actually said to, to get out of the fetal position. Obviously, he's a vested interest. He wants people back in cities, back in offices. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think that there is some validity to that point. How risk adverse can we be, um, you know, as corporate leaders? Uh, massively is the answer. And uh, it's been that way. With the odd exception, I've got to say, because there are some, uh, some industries and some companies that have had uh, very, very stiff tailwinds and done very well over recent years, so being willing to invest. But uh, I'm not surprised that he's making that comment because there's been no willingness. We've seen no mining business investment has been soft. The RBA was expecting to go and recover sharply. The government was expecting to go and recover, and it just flatlined over the recent years. So I'm not surprised, and that's why I've got this doubt about whether the you know, private final demand business investment, household spending is going to be enough to go and really make a a strong recovery. I just don't think it's going to be there. It's going to take a real desire to go and and spend and invest. And uh, I can see why, like, no, the calls to go out there and do your bit for the country. But uh, if you're concerned about your job prospects or you don't have a job, it's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah, I I also got to go back to that um, comment you made about the three untraceable cases in New South Wales. Untraceable so far, obviously track, Mm -hmm. track teams are on that um, you know, big time. But in the wake of that, we've now got uh, talk that the Queensland border will now stay shut potentially until Christmas and that we heard from the uh, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg at the NPC today at the National Press Club saying that international borders will likely remain closed until the end of next year. Like that gets to this whole risk adverse. I know that it's a health crisis. I'm not saying we don't have to be careful. I'm not saying, you know, hotel quarantine wouldn't need to be in place for quite some time. But I, I just find it you know, three untraceable cases in New South Wales at this time, we, we're going to have to live with this to a certain degree. And I just feel like shutting down borders for an infinite period of time is just, um, I hope it doesn't prove to be over the top. You've said it far more eloquently than I've put it. Obviously, you've been standing next to me and listening to me say it for quite a while, but uh, I, I could not agree with you more. And yeah, but I just, yeah. But like it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, no, if Anastasia Palaszczuk to go and reset the 28-day shutdown of the uh, New South Wales-Queensland border is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, but it's not just her. It's WA. It's ridiculous. We're one country, and we're talking about a handful of cases that we might not even know it could be faulty test kits, but auto- automatically, oh, it's going to revert it back to 28 days. Like... Uh, Anyways, it, we'll get off our soapbox, but you know. That's, that's not going to go and foster the animal spirits no. that are required to go and help build this recovery back up. If we don't go in and come as one nation again and allow a bit of more flexibility and freedom, we're never going to go and get out of this. But but getting back to the budget, we spoke with Innes Willis from AI Group. And by the way, guys, all of these interviews are up on our website and our app. There's a special rail, Budget 2020. You can just go to the ones that you want to listen to, although why not listen to them all? Uh, look, um, 
Ines Willis was saying, yes, business leaders, if they don't act now to build confidence and to get moving, then it's never going to happen, essentially. But he said that there is enough in this budget to build confidence for the manufacturing sector. And uh, Jennifer Westacott, so she's the CEO of the BCA, the Business um, Council of Australia. She said that the federal budget is the right budget all at the right time, although she's calling for you know, perhaps more reform in the next May budget. Because remember, it's not as long of a time between drinks. And I wonder what reform that would be. I'm going to go and say, I guess... Um, uh, I, I, corporate I'm, tax cuts? I, I, yeah, I might be even looking a bit sceptical, but I think a lot of the reasons why we're seeing the, uh, the, the C-suite of Australia come out and being very supportive is that there is lots of good things about it. Don't get me wrong, but I also wonder that there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of desire to go and have corporate tax cuts uh, delivered here in Australia. Yeah, okay, so there's no way that we can do the whole budget 2020 justice right now, but, you know, we covered it from all angles. We covered it from, yeah, a lot of the concern about there not really being anything significant in there for women, you know, as far as uh, childcare or anything targeted toward women. There's also been a controversy about the job maker program being targeted to uh, younger people specifically. But uh, again, I encourage you to go to the uh, website, the Ausbiz website, to listen to, to some of those round views on the budget. Um, other than that, I mean, we had Trump to contend with, the lack of stimulus or him withdrawing his support for a stimulus deal getting put through. Uh, and that, you know, he came out during the, the Australian session and tweeted that he, he might be into stimulus, you know, all of that sort of uncertainty. Um, but ultimate optimism, I suppose, sent the share market higher by about one and a quarter percent today. It did. It definitely contributed to our no, late gains in the session. It was really just a melt up over the course of the day here and locally. Uh, just kept grinding higher throughout uh, throughout the day, but uh, the Trump one is really interesting. Like, you know, uh, everyone, you know, a lot of people have read his uh, art of the deal. I've gone and read it, uh, so I kind of get a bit of an insight as to uh, to you know how his uh, mind works when it comes to these negotiating tactics. It certainly came across today those tweets you mentioned about uh, Philip to go and say, well, maybe we'll get back to you know we'll get one thing done, then might lead to like a domino effect. But I've got to say, if he's serious that. Uh, that no more uh, stimulus negotiations on a Heroes 2.0 package. Uh, I think he was just going to hand the election to uh, the Democrats and, to, and Joe Biden. You look at uh, over history, uh, anyone who's had a really rough economic period heading into election, the incumbent president, no one gets re-election. So if you want someone to go down that path, it certainly will go and make it a much more harder hill to climb. Okay, so that is just a really short assessment of what happened on the broader market. Um, as far as big moves go, Temple and Webster, Kogan, I'm sensing again a bit of a thematic online sales, Breville Group as well, with stimulus being pumped into this economy. That brings us to our budget 2020 edition of Stock of the Day. So not a specific company, but Kashi sat down with uh, his expert guests, Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and Andrew Page from strawman.com. Let's listen in to what they had to say about some of the sectors and companies likely to benefit. Uh, we'll start with Michael Wayne. Pick up in the proposed infrastructure spending. I think it was sort of about 10 billion before today, and it's now yeah. above 100 billion. So you'd expect the construction companies, uh, you know, Adelaide Brydens of this world, the Borals potentially to do quite well. The right. Simics, uh, that's another sort of area that should do quite well. Transurban even. Um, and then I think broadly speaking, looking globally, you'll get a lot of infrastructure spending, and that should, in theory, at least benefit the materials companies, the miners, etc. So. Look, I've never made an investment decision based purely on the budget. Yeah. Uh, often a lot of this is already anticipated and priced in. And if you look at the, the share prices of Adelaide, Brighton and Borrell, they've been in very strong recovery modes. Everyone's been anticipating global infrastructure spending, so the miners have been doing quite well off the back of that. 
if that I've never made an investment decision based on a budget a budget's not going to turn a crappy company into a good company right, yeah. or vice versa yeah um, I mean the budget there is is a it's it's a government tool to incentivize the activity that you want and to yeah. disincentivize the other and so we, so it, it certainly sort of provides headwinds and, and tailwinds but generally speaking you know it's it's not and as Michael rightly said a lot of this stuff gets the market's always forward-looking so a lot yeah. of this stuff gets factored in so debt's not necessarily a four-letter word here I mean debt yeah. can be a wonderful if you're oh. getting a cost of capital like that and you can get any meaningful return out of that I yeah. mean there's a wonderful opportunity yeah. um, to, to really nation build and that was Andrew Page from strawman.com finishing off those thoughts on some company specifics in relation to the budget. And uh, if you're into that and you want to know what small caps might benefit from the budget, we spoke with uh, Stephen Wood from Iger Capital a little bit earlier on, and he focuses in on the automotive space. So those are really revving up and you can access that interview via the show notes as well. Uh, look, we get FOMC minutes tonight, but I think really through the overnight, it's uh, Donald Trump and anything coming from his Twitter account, Scuddy. Uh, tomorrow, we get the Chinese Taishin Services Index. China's back online tomorrow, isn't it? I'm excited. We'll see how the, uh, the mainland markets open up after a one-week a one break. But uh, no, it certainly adds us, uh, some much-needed liquidity into the, uh, the Asian time zone. So I suspect that you know, whilst uh, what happens in Wall Street will be quite influential, uh, I suspect that Chinese markets will also be pretty influential when they come back online tomorrow. Okay, Howard Silverblatt uh, from S&P Dow Jones Indices is on tomorrow morning. We will also be speaking with Kate Morris. She is co-founder and executive director of Adore Beauty. Its prospectus is out. It's going to be hitting the boards. I'm looking forward to that one. And uh, yeah, great lineup of guests all throughout the day. No doubt we'll continue to digest Budget 2020. I know that we'll be speaking with Yasser Al Ansari from the Australian Investment Council. And that is about that backflip that happened in terms of R&D. They're obviously welcoming that move. So look, we're gearing up for another great day. I think we should call it a wrap, shall we, Scuddy? I think so. I've got to go um, cool the heels and uh, no, take a load off of uh, being uh, trying to process so many different views and uh, no budget documents. So I need to go and have a beer or something. But um, yeah, well, I'll do it all again tomorrow. Yeah, look forward to it. Okay, it's a Thursday. We'll see you then.